Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Hey, kid, what's your name? I can't remember. Where are you from? I can't remember. Can't you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. What's his name? Paul. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Rest in peace, Paul Rubens. One of the, um, when I was 12 years old, he had a thing on, there was a thing, or maybe 11, there was a thing on uh, HBO. It was him, Phil Hartman, was the uh, genie. He was, he was, he played a character of a genie. It was on HBO, and it was like a kid's show, but it was like a, like a one-hour, one-man show, kind of, it was a, a HBO comedy kind of thing, and it was hilarious. It was before there was ever Pee-wee's Playhouse. And I watched that, and it was uh, – oh, no, no. Phil Hartman was Captain Carl on the, the thing. And it was great. It's like an adult – you know, it's like supposed to be a kid's show, but it's really more adult-themed. And so I'm watching that on HBO and, the, and Paul Rubin's comedy. That and the Pee Wee Herman thing were just – because they had an adult – like, it was – it looks like it's for kids. It's, you have to get past the fact that it's such a dorky, weird character. And then yeah. once you – once you realize, I never could really. Yeah, for some people, you could. You have to look yeah. at some of the things that are being said and done. Some of it's just, yeah, you know, goofy stuff. It was but, just stupid. But you but know what? Nowadays, though, dude made a bunch. Good, good on him. Yeah, but he, uh, how old was he? I don't know. Sixty-five or something. Is he? Was he? Yeah, he kind of died, you know, early, and um, I didn't see what it was for. But uh, he had cancer. Oh, was it? Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I had my kids watch it. They. They weren't sure what they were. They couldn't decide if they liked it or not. I never did. They I said they kind of liked some scenes. but Kind of pedo-ish to me. I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was not a fan. I what I'm, about Francis? What about crappy little Francis, the rich kid? I don't kid? know that. Oh, yeah, you would I know, know that. I don't know. What anything. about first we, first we hang him, then we tattoo him, and then we kill him? What about that? When he's with the bikers in the bar, you don't even know. Yeah, I don't. Even yeah, know. let's watch it today together. No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to watch. I want to rewatch JP France. Is what I want to do. Mm. Okay. So, okay. First of all, at some point, the Astros have got to do something with him and Better Call Saul. Like somebody's got to do. Yeah. The, somebody's got to do the thing where he looks thing. just. Yeah. Like they got to do something. They've got to do something. It's with just him. the mustache is too good. JP France, who is number three. In the American League, in his in last ERA. six starts, he is five and zero with a two. What Brian McTaggart said, a it was two, two. since the 29th. Since the 29th. Now this month he's got a two three zero, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be good enough for pitcher of the month, but it's pro- it's going to be rookie of the month probably for sure. Yeah, it's going to be rookie. Of the month. He it, it will be rookie rookie of the month, and that's just fine. But dude needs to start being on a, the rookie of the year list now. And I know it was all Hunter Brown that, that, that for sure, you know, Hunter Brown. He's JP France since June 29th, 5 0 with a 188 and a 117 whip. I mean, that is. Since June 1st, he's, he's uh, since June 1st, they showed the graphic yesterday on the broadcast. Since June 1st, he's got the third best ERA in Major League, ba- I mean, in the American League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got two three. He's got the third best ERA since June first in the American League. Yeah, he had a two four three last month. He's got a two three oh this month. Holy crap! And, and he's got to start. And we got we got to stop. Hunter Brown has been great and all of that stuff. JP France deserves more love for Rookie of the Year than than Hunter Brown is getting. Yeah, I, it, we're just so locked in on Hunter Brown because he pitched in the World <laughs> Series and all that. The fact is, J.P. France has been ten times more consistent. He's been, well, he's just been spectacular, and he really, really does. Now, I got, I was sitting up close when you guys were making fun of me, and J.P. France was on the mound. I want to tell you, I've seen a lot of pitchers, and and I've seen up close, it pops. J.P. France pops, dude. 
he that ball comes in there and it may only say 92 93 94 whatever i mean he can reach he reaches 94 but it gets in on you in a hurry and he has been just spectacular and talk about i mean we talk about all the losses that the astros have had what about this game this came out of nowhere mm-hmm. basically came out of nowhere well that's what happens all the time with yeah him. that's what happens all the time but i mean let's be honest Jeremy Pena didn't come out of nowhere, but Jeremy Pena's season, yeah. like how he finished, right now I can't even I can't even I can't even imagine what it looks like for Jeremy Pena to get two hits in a row. I don't even I can't even remember what that would look uh, like. He's for in the two hole. He's starting. He's starting. He's starting to hit. He's, he's, he's been hitting better. better. Yeah, but he's still having a down year. But with JP France now, it is starting to pop for him now. At this point, he doesn't have any haters. At this point. There are no haters for but JP France. If you don't have haters, but if you have don't have haters, you ain't popping. You ain't popping. No, yep. what? What? I'm not your puppet. Yeah, do the popping thing. <laughs> you don't. Why? Because I said he was popping. Yeah, no, Lance already tried. The only the only haters that he has is the other teams. You ain't got no the other haters. Teams you ain't popping. So you ain't got haters. You ain't popping. You ain't popping. Uh, uh, that's the only one. Listen. I, I really, really believe that he needs to start getting love. He needs to start getting some love for Rookie of the Year, and he's not getting it. It's disgusting how, how good the dude has been unbelievably good. Now, since, since now this will be interesting to see when Michael Brantley comes back if Jeremy's still going to be in the two-hole because Dusty said in the preseason uh, the, the, the rookie gets into the back of the line and the veteran is up in the two-hole. So when he comes back, listen, Jeremy Pena, since he's gotten back in the two-hole, he was 0-for-3 last night, 2-for-4 before that, 2-for-6 before that, 1-for-4, 2-for-4, 1-for-4. He's starting to, to hit a little bit. He, he's got his average up to, well, 238 and 294 on base and 665 OPS. Oh, yeah, Not great. great. Not, I didn't say it was great, but at least he's, 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 it looks like he's, he's doing better. Uh, although his his OPS is down this this month, five thirty one compared to five ninety five. What I was telling last you, month. I mean, that's seven twenty eight. Remember what that. it looks like for him to get but, hit. But the last listen, no, he he's been put together and, uh, until last night. He had he had a five game hitting streak, and he had two, uh, multiple hits in three of the five games. So he's he's looking better at the plate. I don't know that he's the answer in the two-hole. We'll see what happens. I would love to see Chaz McCormick in the two-hole if you want to know the truth. Well, Jeremy Pena, ultimately, he's one of those guys you need to, to get back to where he was you know, yeah. to have any kind of chance. It, honestly, today is a huge day for the Houston Astros, a huge day for Astros fans um, as, as the monitoring goes on. And, John, there was, you know, last night on the wheelhouse, you had Bob Nightingale talking about uh, Justin Verland. Well, it was probably late hits, wasn't it? Was it late hits or wheelhouse? Oh, it was late hits? It was, yeah, I think it was late okay. hits. Okay, well, yeah. it was Bob, late hits. Bob Nightingale. But Bob was Nightingale was on there talking about Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros. And 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 his very his comment was that what, he what? believes, well, this is one of these things where we're, like, we. yesterday you said, well, I think it's probably a leverage thing. Yeah. You're hoping it's a leverage thing that Dana Brown says we're out of starting pitching. Yeah. And, so, you know, things like that. So, Bob Nightingale was asked about Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros, and here were his thoughts. Well, they uh, picked up aggressive talks uh, yesterday. Uh, so they're going back and forth on this, and a lot of talks. It's more the ownership ranks now because so much money's involved. Uh, Dodgers are involved as well. they got more prospects. Uh, again, the hang-up is that option year in 2025. But... Uh, they they were kind of out of it a couple of days ago. Now they're definitely you know big time in it. I think he's going to end up an Astro. I do. Yeah, his is where he'd be most comfortable. There's another story out this morning that the Orioles are in on Justin Verlander. That would be intriguing, I would think. You know, he's got a full no-trade clause, so he can pick his team. I would think this would be his number one, um, his number one destination. But are the Orioles the Astros? And I ask that because at the time, the 17 Astros, when he... They were not. They were. You had a fifteen season. Yeah, no, yeah. They were. They were having just their first big year. Yeah. Kind of like the Orioles because the Astros had been. Yeah. Coming up a little bit, and the Orioles had been coming up a little last year, but it was their first big year. Same as the Astros. You know, he waived that no trade clause in seventeen. He allowed the Astros to acquire him. When it was at one point, it didn't look like that would be the case. 
I wonder if the Orioles would be the same thing for him, where he would do the same thing for them. That w- it's very similar circumstance. Very similar. Sure. Because the and, Orioles are a beast. The Orioles are good right now. That lineup up and down. If they could add a Justin Verlander to that rotation, the Orioles are the best team in the American League and it's right run now, by It's run by a Jeff Leno um, confidant. In, in, in Mike Elias. In, in Mike Elias, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... No, the Orioles getting into the picture is a little bit scary. The Dodgers being in there is always scary because of their money, and they do have a better farm system. It, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Dana Brown can pull off here. But with all of these suitors now, it's getting it's getting more expensive. I was I, yesterday. I told you. I think Dana Brown is just po- you know postulating right now. He's just okay. I'm out which would make the the Mets more interested in coming back at him and seeing what he would give up, maybe lowering their asking price. And then maybe I, I, I thought that this thing would get done. But now with the Orioles involved and the Dodgers involved, that keeps on skyrocketing. I, I didn't hear this many people involved in the Scherzer trade. And look how much money. They gave up $22 million on Scherzer that they paid of his contract. I, you know, you, you, you're going to need them to pick up – Jim Crane didn't want him at $35 million, let well, alone at 43 next well, year, and then another 35 and well, 25 Well, isn't that interesting that the hang-up could be the, uh, the option year? That That's the first sign that people are, people are looking at this contract saying, we're not sure if Justin Verlander, from an age standpoint, is going to be the same pitcher. Because age will get you at some point. There, is, you know, there hasn't been that concern, or at least the Mets didn't have that concern when they were signing him, and now maybe the Astros did, but the Mets didn't have that concern, and now... Now all of a sudden you look at it and and he's pitched much better. I don't know if you've seen oh, his, yeah. his stats much his last much better. Six outings have been. But you look at okay next year is 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 probably there's a good chance you're going to overpay for the performance you get as he gets older, and then you could have a a a much less effective Justin Verlander for thirty five million. It, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a concern, especially if you're the Astros and you want to make a run at. And he ain't giving that Kyle up. Tucker at all. He ain't giving that up. Now, whether no. or not the Mets will pick any of it up is another question. How much the Mets will give like they gave with Scherzer, that's the question. Plus, now what do you have to give up? Because, uh, you know, they gave up the, – the Rangers gave up their best prospect. He, he Ronald Acuna's brother. So what are you giving up? Are you giving up a Drew Gilbert for – because that's what they're going to be asking for. And you know the Dodgers will come up with something and so will the Orioles. Because they've got, they've got well, if you pay, good minor league but system. But look how much you, you know, it's a sliding scale. Look how much they pay, got paid to, you know, from a financial standpoint. If Jim Crane is willing to pay more of the contract, you know, to take a little less, like take $18 million, maybe you hang on to some of your contracts. Maybe it's a salary dump for the Mets. Um, if the Mets care less about the salary and, and care more about getting the best prospects, then you're not, you may not be in it. Yeah. You may not be in it because you and don't I have A-plus con- prospects. Cohen, Cohen, is, Cohen doesn't is, have to is have the richest it. Owner. I think he wants to yeah. parlay this in the prospects, and the Astros may not be in that that hunt unless they want to give up some players who are on the roster right now. All right, 713-780-3776. What a, a, a nice game last night as the Astros win it. Would you deal Christian Javier heads up for Justin Verlander? I wouldn't. Christian Javier straight up for Justin Verlander? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't. I'm just making sure you're well, a sane person. You, you you wouldn't do that? No. Christian Javier, you got good. Yeah, he's but, young with con, with his contract is stable and set. He's young. I would, uh, you know, his last start after the first inning, he really locked in uh, other than the, the bases led. And then he locked no. in again. No way. I'm just testing you. Don't 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 buy into the Verlander name and give up somebody like a Christian Not Javier. Not with that money. That could, turn into a, that could turn into a... A Jordan deal. Yeah, it absolutely could. Because, you know, hopefully he's gotten through his, his problems and he's going to be here for years to come. You just you just locked him up. I was just making sure deal. you... No, I would never do it. Yeah. I'm just making sure you wouldn't no, no, do that no. just based on what's going on right no, now. No, I ain't doing that. Uh, 713 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. If you want to get in here, but if you want to talk about your patios, that's what you do right now. Yeah, oh, well, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about Texas Custom Patios. I want to talk about... A chance for you to, to turn your backyard into an oasis. Let me start with swimming pools. I, I don't really focus on that much. Yes, they do outdoor living spaces, outdoor kitchens, fire pits, fireplaces, of course, the television with the sound systems. But did you know that they're also building uh, swimming pools and obviously pool houses, if that's something that you have room for and that's in your budget? Texas Custom Patios builds 
really nice swimming pools. When I say nice, you know, they use the best custom stones and 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 granite and travertine and and they'll do stamp concrete. They can take your backyard um uh, swimming pool and really make it something that really pops and that's something that is going to give you a lot of hey the swimming pool may have been something you didn't think about before and now that we've got 11 consecutive 100 degree days coming up here in august you may be saying this is exactly what i could use right now well then make that call texas custom patios they can get that swimming pool built for you and not only do they do it efficiently but the quality of their work is unmatched and it looks great Texas Custom Patios. Go to the website. Go look at the before and after. You're going to see a great product. TexasCustomPatios.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Brother never told you never threaten a man's family. Look at our family now. Houston is all systems go. We love our Astros in Houston. And all across the Lone Star State, we're Texas proud, and we shout What's missing from this picture? It's just me, without my bike! We now return you to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your regularly scheduled programming, John and Lance. I guess first, the seventh year anniversary of Jordan coming here. The trade was seven years ago today. The trade deadline, August 1st, Josh Fields. Josh Fields. Josh Fields, he of the big curveball. And the Astros of crushing the deal, destroying all Dodgers. Can you imagine Jordan with the Dodgers right now? I read I read an article that it was like there were two different Jordans that they had, and the Astros and the Dodgers got confused and gave away the wrong one. That was one thing in the L.A. Times. And then there was another article that just said, no, they, that the Dodgers <clears throat> just didn't think Jordan was. They just, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't Jordan, Jordan yeah. at that time, obviously. And the Astros got a player who they liked, but they didn't know he was going to turn into Jordan probably either. But he did. Mm-hmm. He hit a three-run home run just yesterday. How about when all of a sudden they couldn't throw a strike? You had yesterday the, uh, the Guardians couldn't throw a strike. They just... Uh, did you see the numbers on walks to strikeouts yesterday? Mm. It ended up being nine to two. Nine walks to two strikeouts. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the worst I've ever seen, yeah, I think. Yeah. Nine to two. Um, and then you had you literally had the bullpen not able to throw a strike at all. And the Astros started getting um of course Stanick came in and gave up just, bases loaded oh and Dusty had gosh. to go get him like God, I, you can't even get an out. Well, thank God, but but you know what? That was kind of good because Presley's been struggling so much lately for him to get a little boost of confidence like that at the end of the game was probably pretty good. I mean, he has been scuffling. Fly, which with the bases oh, loaded a, yeah. and then got out of it after yeah. that. Giving up one the, run with the bases loaded nobody yeah, no, out ain't did, a bad he, outing. No, he did a good job. Yeah. That, I was just saying that that run was not his, I mean, that's it one credit to his to him it wasn't him. Now, if somebody hit a grand slam, all of a sudden it'd be a, it'd be pucker, pucker, pucker. But that's why Dusty had to go get Stanek. It's seven to two, and Dusty's like, "This isn't safe." Mm-mm. Not with my bullpen. Nope. Not with Ryan Stanek out there. Nope, 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 nope. Stanek is. Struggling. Although Abreu, uh, Brian Abreu did his job yesterday. He sure did. Brian Abreu. Was, uh, you go look at his numbers. He's he's settled down quite a bit, and he's been very reliable of late. So that's nice. Um, Dusty is addressing. Listen, the Astros are in on Verlander right now. Dusty is addressing, I mean, they talk in the locker rooms, and it will be a little disheartening. If nothing gets done today, it is going to be a little disheartening in that Astros locker room. Here is Dusty talking about all the big moves that the AL West is making. The only thing in your control is is our game here, you know. Um, I mean, I'd be... Wouldn't be you, and if I said it's not a little disheartening to see, you know, but I'm hoping my team, you know, doesn't get disheartened by that. And I'm sure a lot of guys on the team are probably happy by that, you know, not to not to have to move. But, you know, right now uh, we just got to go play. And, uh, you know, I can't do anything about trade deadline. We've been talking about this trade deadline since spring training, you know, and so it's finally here in a, in a few hours, and, uh, you know, we'll see what's happening. So the only one really in the rotation that would be sad to see 
of Verlander come is, is Belak. That, right? Oh, well, I don't care about Brandon Belak's feelings. Right. Well, Let's be honest with you. Uh, truth be told, okay, Urquidy comes back, Belak is out. If Verlander comes, it's a six man rotation. Who are you taking out? JP France? No. Yeah. Well, who? Well, Urquidy. Oh, yeah, there's France. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. uh, you start with Fromber, Javier, Hunter hey, Brown, JP see- France, and Urquidy. Honestly. You ain't- Honestly, Unless Arkady goes to the bullpen. Arkady, right, the pin may be a thing because that pin sucks. Yeah. Right yeah. now, that pin's not good enough, and you could use another arm. And Arkady right now has, you know, at least in the rehab starts, he's not quite where he needs to be. Maybe you throw Arkady in the pin, and you have spot starts. You can use him as a as a six starter in the rotation if you've got a, if you're bundled up. Uh, but but that bullpen, you know, just getting Arkady back might actually bolster your bullpen. Absolutely. Well, it, it 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 pushes everybody down. That's for sure. Man, and you know what? Maybe Belak stays and he goes to the bullpen. We'll see. Do you think Graveman is? Do you think they're going to have to use Graveman to to just is is this going to be the move that basically your highest paid closer outside? I assume outside of Ryan Presley. I have to see what Presley's contract is. Your highest paid bullpen pitcher is Montero. Yeah, you can't even put him out in a game. No, can't even put him out there. Well, your your trust now, your trustworthiness now goes. Presley's still going to be your closer. It's got to be Abreu. Abreu, Abreu has been, Mark, look at it. This Abreu, month he's a two one nine. Abreu, Abreu Neris, Graveman. Those but are your Graveman four guys. Graveman hasn't pitched for Dusty yet. Well, I guess he did yes, two he years did. ago, yeah. but he hasn't pitched for him this year. Yeah, that's all How right. How can Dusty possibly trust him? Oh, he than... loves him coming back Why in. Why do you think Montero got that deal? Because of Dusty. Yeah. Dusty loved Montero. We saw he loved him last year. And... He almost gave you a heart attack just because of when he would get in games. You'd be like, what's happening? Why is Montero in here at this particular stage? But I think that um, I think Graveman, Graveman could work his way up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. In, in a sane world, Graveman would have had a shot competing with Montero. Stanek is just, he's just fastball and just pray. I'm going to throw this fastball. It goes where it goes, and I'm just praying. He's eastbound and down? That's what he is. He's completely... Kenny Powers. All he's doing is throwing fastballs, and he's just like, hit it if you can, and they can. Yeah, no, they've been hitting it lately, that's for sure. Let's get uh, Charlie in here. Let's talk about the Astros. Hey, Charlie. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I still got to bring up two things. Uh, for the Astros, I, that was a great game yesterday. And to be honest, I don't know why the hell there's uh, all this uh, worrying about we need to get another, another person out of this and that. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like we just picked up three new players. I mean, I, I, I really don't feel like like uh, our rotation is that bad. There's probably in a slope right now. Probably catch, need to catch that second win, which I feel like Hogger is catching and Hunter Brown, too. Man, just leave Yonder Diaz with Hunter Brown, for real. Like, I feel like Yonder Diaz is like a rabbit's foot out there. Right? He's always, we're always running games. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we need another start. I mean, I think uh, the Dodgers would have gotten would have still picked up that ass man. If uh, they had Walker Bueller or whatever, whatever they're missing, you know, I, I don't think so. I'm just really, they didn't need to hold out. I mean, they'll probably catch the next three in the spot. Oh, well, I mean, like, it's not like we're, we're a bunch of Yankees over here, like, struggling to see if we're going to sell or not. Like, oh, and I'll, besides that, uh, my last thing is, y'all think the Yankees can hold out to our series and so we can break their backs and finally end their, end their season? Thanks, guys. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if the Astros would like sweep the Yankees and the Yankees would be done. I mean, they wouldn't be done, but basically they're sitting there. I mean, look at where the Yankees are right now. You got the Blue Jays just in the division. Blue Jays are going to make the the playoffs right now. If it started, you've got the Orioles, best team. There's a really good chance the Yankees don't make the playoffs. It would be something else if the Astros and especially Jose Altuve. We're able to somehow crush it, crush their hopes and dreams. <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? As far as the Astros not needing uh, a starting pitcher, pitcher, I mean, in if if people were pitching according to their abilities, yeah, you'd be right. You'd have Javier and Fromber and Hunter Brown, and now you'd have a rookie of the, you know, a guy who's going to get some votes for rookie of the year, and potentially in JP France. Yeah, you got Arkiti coming back. Absolutely, you would be right. Even without McCullers and even without um, um, Luis Garcia. They wouldn't need starting pitching. The problem you have right now, and I might have been on your, I might have been on your side um, a month ago. Here's the concern you have: is that Fromber's not pitching well, 
Javier right now is not trustworthy. Hunter Brown is not the pitcher he was last year. You've got three pitchers with starting one, starting two type talent, and they are not consistently pitching like that this year. So, so now it becomes, well, if you want to have a chance to win this year, if you want to be in the tournament this year, Justin Verlander could help you do that. You, um, oh, you, but in a perfect world, you would you really I, wouldn't have to do that because you do have good talent. I've never heard of a team that didn't need Justin Verlander. All right, well, you're a better team. This early, you know what? A month ago, you didn't need Justin Verlander. Yeah, you did. You, you've always needed Justin Verlander. You didn't Verlander want that in Justin rotation. Verlander about uh, oh, maybe about oh, oh, five oh. weeks ago. You didn't want that Verlander. Oh, no, I thought you meant by, but they, they didn't need him. The Astros have needed Justin Verlander all season long. And you know what? One of the reasons that the, the good Astros, Verlander. The, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Because you got to take the good with the below average this year. Well, the, 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 his last six good, stars have it's been, been more good than, than below average. It's been a lot more good. Lately. Yeah. I mean, he started slowly and now he's better. He was injured. Now he is back to Justin Verlander. Yes, you could use he was Justin lost, Verlander. Now he's found. I, I know he's blind, he, but now he sees. I, I, listen, you're, it's going to have to hurt a little bit. I don't know what they possibly can give up in the minor league system. They do have some players. Dana Brown has said that Drew Gilbert is off limits. No, no, I'm not giving him up. If he sticks to his guns, I don't know that they're going to have enough to bring in Justin Verlander. Obviously, other teams have more. We'll see whether or not the Mets, and, and we'll see how much uh, you know they're going to try to to get out of Steve Cohen as far as millions of dollars as well on his on his contract. If they don't get Justin Verlander today, it will be a disappointment. It'll be a disappointment in that locker room. Even Dusty said, it. "I hope the guys aren't disheartened." It's, it is when, when the team isn't all in. If they go get Justin Verlander, that's a huge, huge boost to an organization is going to get that guy. I don't know that Zach Grinke was that guy. I know Verlander wasn't 17. At the time, it felt like Grinke uh, was. I mean, I at know, the time, knew, he wasn't the same well, Zach Grinke that he'd been. Let me put it this way. Grinke versus Verlander now with the money that's still owed him. Um, although you owe Grinky like thirty three million, if I remember correctly, you owe Grinky some money, and it yeah. lasted for two more years. Yeah. That was a a longer term deal, but I don't know. Um, this, I was pretty excited about Grinky at that I time. I wasn't. I wasn't. You had Cole. You, you had Cole Verlander, and you added Grinky. You don't. You weren't excited no, about that. I didn't think he was the same Grinky, and it, it proved he, he wasn't. But he, he, was, he was still Grinky. You know, tennis player Grinky. Every pitch, he went. Ugh! Ugh! Uh, well, probably just because that's just one of the things he does. Uh, Do you see where? Did you see Grinky smile the other day? So my buddy Zach, who's an NFL scout, loves Grinky more than anything in the world. It's his favorite thing in the world, favorite person. So we were talking to Matt Money Smith was up, and I introduced him to Zach when we were at the combine two years ago. And Matt was talking about, you know, he knows Grinky from his. He said the worst interview he's ever had in his life with Petros and Money. They do their show in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Grinky came in. And it was the worst. It was exactly like what you think. No, I guess so. I don't know. Like he said, I, he goes, that's the best. He said, "F that guy. I will never." He goes, "I will hate Grinky for life because he made it the worst." Finally, at one point, I said, "Well, it looks like you just don't want to be here." He goes, "Not really." He goes, "Okay, we can wrap it up there." It was like at a charity golf thing. Oh yeah. And Matt, because Matt's not going to suffer fools. Well, anyway, Grinky the other day, Zach sent me a video, and it's Grinky. Hunter Straw came up to the plate. Not Hunter Straw. Miles. Uh, Miles Straw came up to the plate, and he played Zach Grinke's walk-up music when he was a hitter. And uh, he was looking at him the whole time, and Grinke goes. <laughs> and started smiling, him. yeah. <laughs> he started smiling because, and Hunter Straw, and Hunter Straw, uh, Miles Straw started smiling too because they both knew that he was playing Greek. You know, no one else would know that except those two guys. All right. Uh, 713-780-3776. Whatever you want to talk about, you're both welcome to get in here. we got some Texans talk uh, on the other side. But right now i got Doc Linville. I've got the hair thing going on. And I, you know what? Yeah, you guys were like, your friends talked. And my friends were like astonished at my hair. Astonished. And I was like, you know, it's just what Doc Linville does every day, okay? That's what he do. Doc Linville makes you look great because Doc Linville will give you. What do you hair. do with that hair? What you, what you do? What you doing with that hair? Yeah, yeah, right. What you doing with that hair, boy? I'll tell you what I'm doing with that hair. Having hair, but what? And listen, you're somebody who is young. Your hairline is receding. You're growing. Your bald. Your bald spot is growing. It is something that you've got to take care of, people. 
You need to go. Don't go bald. Doc Linville can save you. First, the PRP will stimulate stimulate growth in your hair, okay? And that's not surgery. That's just an injection of your own blood after it's mixed up, which will stimulate the, the hair growth. Or he's going to go with the neografting, which was uh, which is unbelievable. And it's it's so easy. It is it is basically painless. It is so much different than the cutting that they used to do. So much better. Doc has the best procedure. So if you're somebody that wants hair, you can get hair. 975hair.com, 975hair.com. Hunter's extravaganza. <laughs> I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion, million, trillion dollars. Then you're crazy. I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? We now return you to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your regularly scheduled programming, John and Lance. Eddie waited till he See, that's why I didn't listen or watch Pee Wee Herman ever. So there was that, too. Yeah. Like, there was some, some comedy no, it stuff was a that, lot that played of that. to... The play to yeah, it was it was a, yeah. I could see you not liking. No, I could see the animals not liking. No, the animals were like that dude's weird. We ain't, no, we ain't about that. Paul Rubens, whatever his name is. Anyway, he died, and uh, so the whole show. The, I guess the whole station is going to be dedicated to him today because you're right. This is Frank's little playground. Well, <laughs> yeah. not the whole station. This shows particularly just, Frank's just, playground. Too bad he doesn't like Euphoria because. Well, I guess this guy doesn't isn't iconic, but Euphoria lost the star of the, their show too. One yeah, of the stars, watch, at least. I don't watch Euphoria. Um, is it? Should I watch it? Do you think? I mean, it depends. You have high school age kids. Yeah. I'm not sure you want to get the impression I don't that. Watch what is Euphoria? It's a show on HBO. It's about kids out of high school kids out of control doing drugs, having sex, all that stuff. Um, one of their stars oh, died. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, one of their stars died. Apparently, his father passed away. And they're not coming out and saying it because they never do, but it appears to be a seems like a some type of form of suicide. I don't know how he died. He's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five years old. They said his father was his best friend, and he died recently. And then he was dealt with mental health issues, and now he mm-hmm. passed away. So Frank went with Pee Wee Herman. We could have played scenes from Euphoria. Actually, no, we can't because it's a lot of sex and drugs and yeah, and and other stuff. Well, we have a sounder about. You know, not having sex with Lance because he dabs yeah. all the time, right? One yes, there is a rejoin. That's, apparently, you that's guys okay. Had no sex for a year because he dabs all the time, right. and I do dab all the time. You do dab. My all name the time. is Lance. So, Dell, your impressions of the zero zero tie, U.S. Portugal. You don't play FIFA. <clears throat> have you watched? You've watched JT play FIFA, right? Yeah, yeah. It was reminiscent of like. That that era of FIFA where all you tried was through balls, like you don't yeah. have any other plan but just to send a through ball and see if your fast person can get behind their fast player and I score. Still play like that. That that well, that's because you don't have any skill. That was what it was like. It's like they had one way to go about trying to score, and if that didn't work, they were completely lost. Like Carly Lloyd, former World Cup hero. She she was going to say exact. I expected her to say exactly what she said. This team lacks effort and desire. You know they were they were seen taking pictures with the fans after the game. You you, you can't do that. I've never seen anything like that. It's all the things you would expect like an old old one of the former players to say. I I didn't see a lack of desire. I saw a lack of creativity. I saw a lack of skill in the final hold on, third. Hold on, today, early yeah. You were watching that? Well, I, I I fell asleep and didn't see the first half. I saw the second half. I watched I mean, second half. It started at two, right? Yeah, our time. Yeah. So the game How itself. What are you doing? What, what, are you, what time did you get up? I fell asleep. I, fell, I happened Dale to wake up. an ally. Every I, time he says he's an ally. I mean, we just aren't really an ally. Wait, but I got up too to watch. Okay. No, That's a lot. No. I happened to wake up and saw the second half, and it was. Like, like What's John, this dumb you know, stuff is not ally talk. Yeah. John, you know how you say when people get upset with the baseball team, they go, "Well, they didn't really try. Did they not try? Yeah, or were they, they not? Or were they not hitting? They just, that's all. That's what it was. That's it. They looked. They looked. They didn't look uninspired. They look. They they looked with no rhythm, no creativity, and the coach is going to catch it. He's going to catch it till their neck. They they advance to the knockout stages. They face Sweden, one of their arch nemesis, and they go out. He'll, he's probably going to get fired anyway. He he probably he'll probably get fired before they get on the plane, if if they lose in the second round. So 
they've got some questions to answer, but it just doesn't feel like like Lance, you watch Everton play, and you probably hear this a lot about your team. There's a lack of class in the final third. Yes. That there's lack a lack of, of class in the final third means you can't score. There's a lack of uh, excellence you know in the final I, third by the U.S. I, right now. I, every time I watch soccer and I hear them, and there's so many phrases that really should be worked into the football field. In the final third, although it's not a third, but in the in the red zone, what we say is. This team is just not effective. They're inefficient in the red zone. Is a lack of class in the final third. It means the same thing. Just like Gary Kubiak's teams, a lot of times, they lack class in the final third, meaning that you could they were great between the 20s. Like Gary Kubiak's offense, a lot of times, really good between the 20s. Mm-hmm. But then until they had Arian Foster, they, they struggled. The class they in the lacked final class third. in the final third. Only this time it was, you know, mm-hmm. the 20s. It was not the third necessarily. But um, that's that's... And that's the U.S. team, too, by the way. The U.S. men's national Well, that's team. generally what they've always had issue with. That, always that hasn't been an issue team. with the, the women until... Bing! And, oh, I just went over six, five goals. Oh, England has taken apart China. Um, another one of the contenders for a potential title along with Japan look really good. The U.S. not so much. There's some questions there. Where are they going to find goals? They've, they've had issues so far against teams not named Vietnam. So... You asked for women's. Uh, you didn't. Ex- did you World expect Cup? me to have watched it? I didn't. John. John did. John wanted to know some women's yeah. World Cup information. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, I watched all the highlights, and boy, they almost scored at the end with yeah. the, off the off the post. Yeah, the U.S. were a goal a goal post hit away from being out, being out of the tournament. What if they're still the favorite? They were the favorite. They're not a the week f- ago. well. They're not. They're not. They can't be the way they played. Not the way they played, but they still are. Maybe I the mean, betting favorites, so. possibly. But yeah, there's some questions. Um, like, it's a new guard there. Everyone's excited about all the young players, but they haven't really connected. And I I know they're fast and they can run, but I haven't seen much as far as ability. Like, I'm watching England score goals, and they, they, they have a plan. The U.S. doesn't have a plan right now, and it's showing. And it's like, kick the ball and run fast and see if you score. And that would be – if you watched the game and you were ignorant to soccer, you wouldn't be wrong if you said that. See, I – this is going to sound – okay, I understand how this is going to sound – I think if I manage the women's team based on some of the stuff I've been doing on FIFA lately, I actually do think we would have a chance to score more. more why do you, this, this is like your barbecue thing. First of all, I'm switching to a 4 5 1. Why? Why second, would you do that? Because I want the midfield. We're, we're going to build up midfield attacks on counters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you want to play counterattacking football? Yeah, we're going to play counterattacking football. The U.S. should play counterattacking football? Yeah, that's in my opinion. The most talented team in the world should play counterattacking football? <laughs> yep. And, hmm. and, okay. Uh, it's, are it's they, what, though? Are they the they're supposed to be. Okay, are well, they, though? Well, but that's what they're doing. Yes, not, actually, see, they are. They're just not playing like that. You're not expecting that. That's what makes... So you want to sit back... England so, looks a lot more talented yes, today. Well, certainly they do. Attacking, you're like, you want to sit this? back what's and this? soak up pressure as the more talented team and yeah, then counterattack? People aren't expecting it. Well, no, they're not because that's not how talented teams work. Okay, so what happens when somebody does something you're not expecting? It's like, oh, this person's a fastball I don't, pitcher. All of a sudden. And what happens when you throw a changeup? All of a sudden, oh. you switch to a lefty. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, southpaw. Yeah. Oh, this fastball pitcher throws, you know, you go from 99 to a, a an 84-mile-an-hour, 82-mile-an-hour change. Oh, oh, they're all out in front of it. Yeah. This is why See, I would make a great manager, Dell, or coach, whatever they call How come it. you don't do that now with all your ideas? I would do that. I would do. I would do schemes that you don't expect. Tactics, yeah, huh? yeah. Schemes in women's game is called schemes. No, it's called tactics. Still called, called no, tactics. still called tactics in the women's game. <laughs> that didn't change schemes. schemes. I would. Some of my schemes would be. Like they no. would not. They'd be like, "What this is, is why this?" Lance should be coaching it's the women's team. It's one of the reasons team. I should. Um, hey. Yes. But he still has to do the show in the morning. Yes, that's true. Hey, Alex Morgan, this, look at this scheme. Though. Look at the scheme I built. I cooked up for you, Alex yeah. Morgan. What tactic? No, no scheme. Oh, it's scheme. something new. No, it's and so different. I would tell her, hey, my son's name is Alec Morgan. Isn't that cool? Also, switch to this four five one. Why are we running that counter? Uh, exactly. We're going to play counterattacking football. We're going to play counterattacking football. But huh. then, what do I do? Forty minutes of hell. Before you know it, you're going to press and what? play counter. Before, you know. You, we go from counter. You know the, and all those sudden, don't actually like, work. Press. There's nothing worse than when all of a sudden oh. you're sitting oh, back just, relaxing, and then the press comes. You're like, whoa! No, now whoa. all of a sudden the slider. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, like, it's the same thing as baseball. You should. Uh, you should also use all those cross sport references because that's that's what they love when you compare their sport to other sports well, to maybe get they the point across. The box a little bit. They'd yeah, score maybe more. they would. Hey, uh, if you've never been to Damaris, you need to go there and check out their Greek salad. 
I had it the other. I, just, I, I think I order it every single time I'm there. They put fajita meat, uh, eat chicken or beef on it, or they put turkey on it. It is, I tell you, I think it's one of the best cities, but best salads in this city. I love me some Greek salad at Demera. So next time you go there, check it out. It's a Greek restaurant, but it's a barbecue. I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but they do it at Demaris. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher. Ha. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Paul Miller was here from Great Plate. He's, uh, oh, how about yesterday? Jack's Grill, 30-year anniversary. They had $3 burgers, was that 30 yesterday? cent fries. Yeah. That was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, 30 cent fries. I saw that. Yeah. Unbelievable. $3. So that was awesome. So he brought us some burgers yesterday. I mean, I'm going to tell you what this is. So John said, hey, I saved you a burger. It's in your refrigerator. Yesterday, I'm like, oh, well, cool. But it's a day old, but whatever. And then this morning he goes, did you get the burger? And I said, no, not yet, but I'll, I'll get it later. So I went in and uh, I was looked in the refrigerator, the main the refrigerator. Big refriger- the big refrigerator said veggies for burgers. And I looked in and I'm like, oh, there's tomatoes and pickles. Everything looks like they're in good shape. I'm going to go put this on my burger. I, <laughs> I opened up the refrigerator in my office and it's a burger with just their sauce. There's literally a fork on it. There's sauce on the plate. The burger's got like two bites left. That's what he put into my refrigerator. No, I, the burger you say for me was burger that was eaten down to two bites left. Well, I probably no. That's not what happened. That was probably because I put a full burger. I remember if, that I remember, and Dell probably went and traded it. Do out. you think I care enough about no, you to you don't. to do all that? You don't want to make that extra effort. I no. don't. That's what I think happened. Unless Sam ate it to get no, she didn't, she didn't eat a burger at all. You so John is trying to push the theory that he put a full burger in. I took somebody went and ate someone most went of into it. your office, into your personal refrigerator, swapped it out for a, a almost eaten burger. Mm-hmm. That's what he's selling. You got yeah, that's it. no, that's I'm not buying though. That's not what no, I'm buying. I, okay, you guys don't know. You don't know. Somebody no, could have gone in there. I kind of do know. You don't know. No, I kind of do well, know. Somebody could have traded. I could have traded it out later, a faux burger, and somebody could have gone in. And so it. you don't know. So you're saying now you're saying you put your almost eaten burger in there, ch- had a somebody, change of heart. Somebody changed went back it. in yeah. there, and he, the, he literally said, "I saved the burger, <laughs> and it was burger that was already eaten." But now he's suggesting no, that, was, that he I changed his mind. I, no, I mean, I had two bites left. I guess it wasn't already eaten. It was mostly already. No, it was it already was eaten. It wasn't completely eaten. No hamburger on both sides. What a there terrible no, person. There was mostly no buns left. I'm not sure. Both sides of the burger. The, listen, as mostly I remember empty. it, as I remember it, I, there was a full burger in nah, there. That's no buns. I remember. Not how I remember. Nah, it. no buns. That, yeah. that's not how that burger had pancake it. booty. No buns. No buns. <laughs> Nothing. Why? This, this is a person you you've <laughs> attached yourself to for years now. Look what he does to you. No, I know what he does. <laughs> but this is the first time he's got he, me like this. His heart sank. He said, "Yeah, because he was really even after." <laughs> yeah, you, I was you, like, "You oh. admit it's a day old burger. Your heart still sank." Uh, yeah, for in yeah. some for, you for some warm reason. You can it up. It'll be good. Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll eat leftovers. My kids are as soon as There's it goes into a right Tupperware there in that garbage. Right? There. No, I'm not going to eat it now. My kids, as soon as something goes into a Tupperware, it's like, oh, 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 it's a leftover. Oh, you just ate some. Yeah, but it's old now. It's old. You dummies, don't y'all know that most things that are leftovers end up tasting better? Especially if it's like spaghetti or stuff like that. Yeah. Older pizza that's warmed up. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's Uh, good. Yep, yep. It's good. All right, our uh, Texans uh, practiced yesterday. I don't know if you heard. But yeah, they were out there practicing yesterday, and you know today is. I plan on. I'm trying to go out there. It's Slowick and uh, um, Matt Burker speaking. The OC and the DC. One of the things I want to ask him about is. So I was. Um, I'm a little surprised that uh, Matt Burkers is going to be calling the defensive plays. So one of the things to keep in mind is, do you know who is going to know this offense as well as the offense coordinator is? It's Case Keenum. Case has run a version of this offense with Houston and with Minnesota. 
because Gary Kubiak's offense, and this is this is going to be a Gary Kubiak offense, probably, hopefully, with some wrinkles in it. So Case is going to know all the terminology. Like he'll be in camp right now, knowing all the terminology. Mm-hmm. He'll be way ahead of C.J. Stroud. He'll be way ahead of Davis Mills because Case knows all the terminology. And one thing that the the show Netflix, uh, the Netflix show quarterbacks should show you, is that man the terminology when they talk about learning a playbook. A big part of it is, and Marcus Mariota had to study. He had playbook studies every week with his wife. But one thing is learning playbook and learning terminology is a really big thing. I know that it's brought up all the time. You know, it's just a different terminology, and we probably don't think much of it as fans. But in the football world, they think a lot of it. Except this. Well, except I saw Baker Mayfield go from one team to another, and that very week he was running the team. So he went to the Rams, and in less than a week, he was on the field, and actually, I you know why? he won that football game. But here's the deal: but Stefanski, you've been on a lot of te- Stefanski I've been on a ran lot the of same teams. offense. You, you, the, the plays are similar; it's just different wording in a lot of cases. Well, that's what it's a different yeah. language. It's a different language, but but, but it's not difficult to pick up. No, it's it, not. it can be yeah. because Cleveland Stefanski ran the West Coast style the same way that the Rams do. Uh, the, some elements of it, so they may have had the same a lot of the same stuff, and they also. I remember, I remember this coming up because he won. They also limited it. They only had like eight plays in the, and, and they just ran it from different yeah, from formations. Different, yeah, yeah, right. They really limited it, which I remember my thought was, this is an example of how sometimes teams overthink it. Yeah, it's about executing and changing personnel yep. groupings, absolutely, and looks and some of your, you know, some of your, your yeah. I mean, so and plus you've got a whole off season. It's not hard to pick up. I mean, the coaches like you to think it's like it's like rocket science. It's it's. It's football, and football is football. And CJ, even CJ yesterday, talking about the playbook, that there's some similarities to what he was running at Ohio State. I mean, I, I fell in love with it. Uh, it's a different style of what I played in college, but a lot of similarities to it as well. Um, very timing based, and uh, I've actually really uh, dove deep into it with with Drod and and um, Bill and, and Shane, and then Case and Davis have done a great job helping me as well. So uh, there's a lot of late nights. Uh, studying a lot of early morning studying, just really trying to get this thing and know it like the back of my hand. So apparently there was a story that CJ told a member of the Texan staff that the Texan staff was trying to tell him about in the meeting before the draft. That there were similarities, like the the coach was trying to tell him, okay, this is this is this offense is what we do. This is what we do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar to what we did at Ohio State. Coach said something to him like, well, this is in Ohio State. This 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 is pros. CJ made another comment like, yeah, I know you call it that, but we called it that. And the coach wasn't really happy during mm-hmm. the interview that he, mm-hmm. and so the coach got into CJ a little bit like, I don't care what Ohio State did. This isn't and CJ uh, barked back at the coach. And at that point, I'm not sure CJ thought he was going to be a Texan. <laughs> That's the story I heard that CJ told another team. C.J. Stroud told a team this, uh, and the team told me that, and that's one of the reasons I thought C.J. was not going to be a Texan is because it got a little contentious between C.J. and uh, – Well, C.J. But, just told us that there's a but, lot of similarities to what he was doing. At but I know. that's As soon as I heard that, it brought back the story like, don't, I'm not sure you're supposed to say that, C.J. You know what happened right. last time. But, um, hey, but, you know, that's sometimes too much gets made made of that stuff. Coaches will test you, too, to see how you react and respond uh, to, to being coached or whatever. I'm not sure he passed on that one, but uh, he's with the Texans. That's all I know. And so as long as he gets along with that same coach and all the coaches, uh, that's that's all that matters to me. I'm really inter- interested to go out. You know, I had I deal with the COVID part two and uh, been doing a little bit of uh, traveling and stuff. I'm, I'm very interested to get out to camp and go watch him on the hoof in person uh, for myself, I can't wait to see Tank Dell. Like, I literally haven't cared about going to a Texans practice for three years. For what? For who? Mm-hmm. What am I going to see? Brandon Cooks get passes from Davis Mills. I don't care about that. But now, Tank, Mechie, I want to see, you know, what there's supposedly there's a kid named Derek Stingley who plays for them. That no, plays Derek Stingley's been pretty good. Actual physical football that's been doing well. I want to go see what the Stingley guy looks yeah. like. Yep, yep, Um yep. So, uh, you know, I want to see Titus. I'd like, there's a lot I want to go see. I don't know if the same, I haven't talked to anybody in the media, if it's still Bill O'Brien's rules where you have to stay way far away from everything and you can't see anything because that's a Belichick thing. Uh, I don't know if we have the same rules with the media where we can't go, where they go practice as far away from you as possible and you can't see anything. 
Like it's a hole stuff like that. Why? You know, why would you do that? Because that's him. You don't want you giving stuff away. Yeah, giving stuff away. Yeah, because, you can't, you can't be trusted. No, you can't be trusted no. with your best friend in, in Indianapolis. Who yeah, knows yeah, what kind maybe of info you're, a spy. you're giving him? I want the Texans to win. Okay, he knows that too. I want the Texans. Is to win Is there over a Texans the executive that's the godfather to your kid? Uh, no, he left. Huh. Brian Gain. Brian Gain was which kid? Uh, my daughter. Your daughter, Marty. Mm-hmm. Brian Gain was Brian Marty's Gain was godfather. Really? And um, and this is new. Cal uh, well, uh, is godfather ooh. to mine. What about the H? Throwing up. Cal's the H. walking around doing the H. Cal's godfather to, everybody. to Rick Smith's kid Did and to see? my kid. Do you guys see Hannah out there uh, signing autographs? Dell, do you want a Hannah autograph right now? For what? I don't know. I saw, why does, why I saw does, her on the news signing autographs. Why does anyone want Hannah McNair's no, autograph? I don't have Because any. she's helping to save the team. She did is save she? the team. Is she? The hell are you talking no, 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 about? No, 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 no. Yeah, She saved the Is team. that valuable, her yes. autograph? Yes. It should be. Is yes. it valuable that she got rid of Jack Easterby or whoever yes. did? Are yes. you going to go out there? She and saved Does the she world. stand right next to Cal when he's talking, looking up at him, making sure that the words come out the right way? I ho- yes. 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 She does. When's the last time you saw Cal talk without Hannah there? Well, he can't. Good job, buddy. She's her. Good job, buddy. I I heard after the last thing he heard, I I heard her say, "Good job, buddy." She didn't say, "Do you want a cookie?" Did she? Well, you know. So she's his his personal PR person, where she stands by and makes sure the questions are correct. Yes. I think the whole job, city's buddy. on board. That good job, buddy. Anytime there's an unscripted good job, buddy. Anytime there's an unscripted comment that needs to be made. We're she needs to be there to make sure We're that everything goes well. You know what? Uh, Hannah, Hannah McNair is, yes, she is a legend. In no, she city. is. Hey, she's a hero. She's heroic. I thought she, she fell saved asleep the in the middle of the game yeah, like the, the rest Bears. of us. At the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's unscripted? A plumbing problem. That's unscripted. Yeah. You don't want those. Nobody wants that. But you know what? You get them. And you, if you get one, you got one place to call. 281-488-6238. Put it in your phone. Aqueduct Plumbing. 281-488-6238. It, they're, they're awesome. I'm telling you right now that you're going to love Billy Brown and all the stuff that they do. They are, I, I, I just can't describe how, how, what they've done for me. I didn't need a plumber for like, I don't know, 20 years. Then all of a sudden I needed a, a plumber every, every other week. And Billy Brown and his guys were there, and they're excellent at what they do. And they'll come to your house absolutely free. Here's the deal is you want somebody that you can trust in your home, and that's the Aqueduct Plumbing. That's exactly what they do. And um, one of the issues that I had that I didn't know I had before I knew Aqueduct was leaky. Uh, uh, my pipes were beginning to leak and because uh, they were, you know, the old pipes that had not been repiped. And so it kept leaking probably for at least a year and a half, ended up doing – washing away a lot of the soil beneath the uh, the surface of my house, and now water collects under there, and it was, it's just been such a pain. But they came, and they got it repiped, and they did it the right way, and that's the thing with, with uh, the, good, the good folks over at Aqueduct Plumbing Company is they do things the right way, and they can help you find. If you have a leak right now, they can detect it instantly. Make sure that you're calling aqueductplumbingcompany.com. Go to aqueductplumbingcompany.com. 